Hello and welcome to The Donfather, a family podcast about a football club that knows how to win ugly. I am your host Nick, and once again, big Nick energy tonight. Yes it is, it's good to be here, back again. Hello, hello. So, Noodle, what has been happening? How, uh, how was the weekend? How is uni? How's life? Uh, look, uh, uni, uni's okay. Second week back, you know, never drove all these things, but we've got to do them. Uh, weekend was well, great. Well, you don't have to do them. You, you're kind of choosing to be there. Uh, well, I'm already probably 20k down in hex debt. I don't even know. I don't check it. But <laughs> we're in for the long haul now. We're locked in. You're committed. That's right. Uh, and the weekend, look, my local footy, we got up on the weekend, we beat the old rivals, I'm happy. Two in a row. Yeah, we're, we're marching, we're marching, and then obviously we watched the Bombers, uh, dismantle the ruse. You weren't yes. there though, which was disappointing. It's sad. No, I wasn't, but I did watch. Excellent. It, uh, look, it's not one for the ages, let's be honest. It's not, it's not hitting the heights of the shootouts from the late 90s. Yeah, it was a pretty, pretty boring game. It was just a... Just a grind. It was just every we just increased the lead by about ten or fifteen points each quarter, and it just grinded. It was a very boring game. It was ugly, 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 wasn't it? Yep. Yep. That yeah. probably sums it up perfectly. Yeah. For um, as someone who loves a win, um, and look, I, I, I've got mixed feelings about the end of this season. I'm actually not that fussed whether we win or lose like actually i if i'm honest i prefer that we finish lower on the ladder and perhaps score some better draft picks and a better draw next year but that's beside the point not that i suggest we tank um but yeah it was just a funny one to watch um i really despise north melbourne but they were just they're just so bad they're so so bad aren't they nicky noodle they are terrible, they are irrelevant, and quite frankly, I couldn't care less what happens to that club. The, the AFL could remove them from the league, and I, honestly, you wouldn't feel a difference. I legitimately forget that they exist, apart from the time that we play them. Yep. It, it, genuinely, because you won't run into another supporter. They don't exist. <laughs> I reckon in the past six months, I've ran into more Gold Coast Sun supporters in Melbourne than I have North Melbourne supporters. Yeah, I reckon I would be about the same, if I'm completely honest. Yeah, it just sums up where that club is at. Yeah. They're in big trouble. They, If they weren't North Melbourne, I think they would already have been moved elsewhere. Hmm. Uh, yeah, look. Yeah. I mean, well, like... It's only because of what? Because North Melbourne have, a, I guess, somewhat of a rich history. History, mm. but they they kept here. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna get into that in a little while, but um, we need to jump into our first segment. How good is Massimo? Uh he is uh, multiple bandit. <laughs> yeah, he. You know, he didn't play last week, <clears throat> and what happened? We did not win. Because of poor defensive effort. If he plays, we win. Yep. It's, I mean, it's hard to dispute the facts, really. Mm. 
Mm. Just look at how we've performed since he was drafted by the club. Yeah. Yep. I don't disagree. He uh, He's just got something a little bit special about him, doesn't he? Yeah, a bit of, bit of zazz, a bit of X-factor, you know, just a piercing left foot. I have to say, he did miss one of his kicks on the weekend. Look, probably not the sharpest uh, games I've seen from him in terms of his kicking, but it's all right. It's his fourth game of AFL footy, third game, fifth game but maybe. I feel like it's his hundredth game. He does just sort of waddle around like a seasoned veteran. He, he just, just doesn't doesn't make too many mistakes, does he? He's like a he's like a little ferret, right? Like he he just always wriggles out of trouble. He kind of gets the ball in a pack and does a little bit of a shimmy, and there he, he's gone. He's got space and he hits a target. That's summed it up perfectly. He just yeah. does not miss. No, I've 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 really been enjoying his performances, and long may they continue in the red and black. It's always good when a a man of Italian heritage uh, puts on the red sash. Mm. It's just good things always come. Yeah, we've only got two at the moment. We've only got him and Peter Wright. So, um, Peter Wright's Italian. Yeah, yeah. According to the sash, the big Calabrian. There you go. Apparently, he can trace his heritage all the way back to uh, Augustus the Seventeenth, Emperor of Rome. <laughs> can he actually? Well-known ranger. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think there he's you so go. tall? Uh, because his dad's side of the family has height. Because uh, Roman genes. It definitely the height. There's no way the height comes from his. No, I refuse to believe the height comes from his Italian side. You've never Not seen possible. a tall Italian. Uh, GG Buffon and GG Donnarumma. And, uh, Stefano Alessio, uh, perhaps oh, yeah. True. the greatest Essendon Ruckman of all time. Oh, I wonder Simon how tall Madden. Steve Alessio was. Probably, probably. Steve Alessio. Let's have a look. Uh, he's 50 years old this year. Hmm. Steven Alessio. Uh, let's see. Nothing here. Let's go Stephen Alessio. This is great podcast material. It is. Stephen Alessio. <laughs> Discussing Alessio. Italian footballers who played... 203 centimetres. He was a big boy. He would... He'd be big he's enough a... to ruck today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was expecting a, uh, like, 196 type centimetre. John Barnes, how big was, was he? He rucked like 20 years ago. Yeah, true. True. It was uh, in the 2000s. <laughs> I think, I think uh, John, Barnes, John Barnes was 193. And he rucked. There, there we go. go. There we go. He's the same height as Hurley. He's actually smaller than Ridley. That's Laverty. That's Laverty. He's in the ruck. <laughs> Another good Italian boy. I think that. I assume. So there you go. I think nah, whenever his name comes on, Dad walks around the house saying his name in Italian accent. So I think if Dad's convinced he's Italian. Oh, excellent. He's excellent. Italian. So maybe that makes it three. Maybe it does. The more, the better. Yeah, we like it. We like it. So we've been waffling on long enough, Nikki. Why don't we cut to a break? And then when we come back, we can discuss 
our routine game against us, their biggest rivals of all time. For us, but for them. Jeez, that football club absolutely sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, look, it's it's nice to come up against a club that's in more of a shambles than we are. It's it's always good, always more enjoyable. Mm. I that look, they won a few aspects of that game, but for the most part, that was just a waste of a Sunday afternoon, let's be honest. Yep. Graveyard um, slot, Sunday afternoon. Like a boring game of football. Mm, Had me mm. questioning why I was even there. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, you know. I, I, I find it hard to stay engaged. Oh, look, given that um, where our season was at, um, yeah, it was it was tough to watch. We had some good performances. But, geez, it was scrappy, and we really dropped to their skill level, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Particularly also, early in the game. Yeah, they definitely that first quarter they had us, but that mm. we were just in front because we just had better footballs than them. Yeah. Um, But you could definitely feel the loss of Shield because we got dominated in the centre square. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say, uh, dislike, clearances. Centre clearances 20 to 6, and stoppage clearances twenty two to sixteen, really, really poor. Mm-hmm. Um, it was yeah, but I mean, when you got uh, no Parish, no Shield, McGrath, and Caldwell didn't play the second half, mm. um, is a bit worrisome. It's well, not a bit worrisome. Sorry, it's just like that. You should expect that to happen. Yeah, and look, that that feeds into a like in that we still won by fifty odd points absolutely getting smashed out of the clearances when normally when we win a game, it's because we've dominated around clearances and been able to capitalize. So it was really encouraging to see that we could win the ball back, even if it was deep in defense. And finally we could be the team that transitioned and scored. Uh, yeah, I agree. We, we, we won without uh, needing that clearance dominance. Mm. Cause our defense was superb. I have to say, Yep, yep. Um, I mean, standout was probably the Zerk, mm. I thought. Um, it Zerk on Lucky. Classy. Yeah, Lab. Yeah. It wasn't really a bad defender, I thought. No, I thought um, I thought they shared it around. Their, um, the intercept marking was really good. Overall, the performance was really, really good from our back six. Um, the only player who sort of tended to get any space at all was Zerha. Um, but even then, I don't think that he necessarily beat Jake Kelly. Um, you know, you've got to have someone kick goals and he was their only multiple goal scorer with four. Um, I was really pleased with our defence as a unit. Mm, yeah, it was, it was a good performance. Very good mm. performance. Mm. So, feeding into that... 
they did still get some good transition, North Melbourne. And there were patches of that game, particularly in the first half, where we just couldn't seem to move the ball along the length of the ground. Look, we're getting to the end of a pretty tiresome season, but that was that was a concern for me. Um, particularly when I've seen North Melbourne games in the past and teams have just cut them apart in transition. Um, I mean, it was a positive given that our defence was under so much duress but didn't concede anything. Um, but it was a concern that we couldn't move the ball very well for large parts of that game. Yeah, oh, I don't know if I share that setup. Maybe because maybe just you watching on the screen maybe mm. seen it differently, but I didn't feel like we... We couldn't move it that poorly. Mm. Oh, we moved it that poorly, right? I thought we moved it not too bad. I don't think we ever really got got caught. And I felt like, you know, we towards the end of quarters, we controlled the ball and just sort of, you know, chopped them up a little bit. Um, but, like, it was one of those games where it was just a grind. So we didn't need to just cut them open with every passion of play. We just needed to outscore them by two to three goals a quarter, which is what yeah. we did. Yeah. Yeah, it was very workmanlike effort, wasn't it? wasn't flashy, wasn't high scoring, wasn't dominant. Well, it was dominant in a way, but we just controlled the game, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. I okay. look. I was really pleased with the performances of a number of people, but let's talk about Mason Redmond. Tell me how you saw his game. Yeah, he took the piss. <laughs> uh, no, nah, he's just everywhere. Just knows the right spots as an attacking defender. Defends well. Kicked a snaggeroonie. Um, and you just... Knew, the moment he kicked it like as well, you just look at him. It starts celebrating. You just go, yeah, oh, yeah. Don't have to wait for the crowd's reaction. He knew straight off the boot that he kicked that snag. Because <laughs> when you hit uh, it like that, you know it's going through often. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Hit it, fl- it was just sweet connection. But, no, he just does everything right. When he needs to be tough, he is tough. When he needs to just be a bit flashy, he does that. Like, he just... What more could you ask for? He's pretty special, isn't he? He's a special defender, I reckon. He is playing some seriously good football. Yeah. And I think we've... I think the setup with Heppel going to the wing and then having Redman, Hind and D'Ambrosio playing as the small... medium to small defenders, I think that really helps our ball movement a lot because both Redmond and D'Ambrosio are really deadly by foot. They're really good decision makers. Hind is not terrible by foot, but it's not his weapon. But his pace is incredible. He can, you know, break a line with speed. So I think they've finally got the balance right in terms of our small defenders. Um, It's just the tools. Even having said that, our tools have been really solid the last few weeks as well with um, Zerk, Ridley and Laverty. Yeah, I'd say he's an nail on the head. Just the balance is right. And, like, mm. our attacking defenders will have leg speed. So they can defend well, and then they can attack well. And it's sort of... With Hebel being in the sort of so-so form that he has been this year, it means if he turns the ball over, because he's now being pushed up the field, it's not as uh, big of a problem, say, if he turns the ball over in our defensive half. Mm. Mm-hmm. I agree. And he has more time and space to be a bit loping and make a better decision and those sorts of things than he does in defense. I, I really like, I think since he's moved to the wing, he's been really good. Like he's definitely been a, a best 22 player. Um, and I would absolutely have him in the team 
above sort of the performances. I mean, it was early in the year, right? And and we were very poor then. Um, but over the performances, we were getting out of sort of Nick Cox and, and Tom Cutler on the wing. Mm, I couldn't care. Mm. And obviously, Sam Durham on the other side is is really yeah, playing well. Yeah, he'll be our winger for the next 10 years. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I was really pleased with Will Stelling's performance. I think, I feel like this was, he's finally got some fitness and back to his best. He was doing normal Will Snelling things, you know, tackling, delivering well inside 50. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, glad you brought was... him up because I thought that was probably his first game back since being back from injury that he looked like his old self. He looked like he was running on top of the ground, like covering ground yep. well, was just in the spots he needed to be and sort of uh, playing that football that, you know, needed him a top three finish in the BNF last year. In every BNF he's ever been in at Essendon. Uh, no, nah, we've had him since 2019. I think he's finished... Well, not that first year. That doesn't count because he came in mid-season. But I think he's been... No, top 10. Sorry, not top three. Top 10 in the BF, BNF every year. So, uh, yeah, I, I was really pleased with his performance. Uh, same for Langford. He had a poor game last week, but he responded really well. Two goals. Um, let's talk about this forward line. Do you think... If we have this fit forward line in the first six rounds, that potentially we're talking about finals? Uh, yeah, probably, to be honest. Like, the conversation and it gets brought up. I'm, I'm, only on the, I'm only on the pod like once every five weeks, but I feel like every time on conversation gets brought up where we kick... Last year we had Hooker, Tipper, Stringer, Jones... Uh, and Wright combined for like 130 goals or something. Mm. You take out Hooker, Stringer, Waller, Jones, and all you've got is Peter Wright. Mm. Like, you know, you're probably missing out on about 100 goals worth mm. over the course of the season mm-hmm. uh, from your forward six there, which it's always going to hurt. Yeah, yeah. I think given the Brisbane game, what was that, 75 to 97? I think that we probably reverse that result. The Geelong game, we get smashed. Um, the Brisbane game, we probably reverse that result. Um, Fremantle, we got smashed. Probably Anzac Day, we reverse that result. 12-10 to 15-3. Um, I don't remember the Bulldogs game that well. I think we got smashed in that game. Um, but I think certainly there's a number of games um, where... The result goes at least three, the Port Adelaide game, you know, 66 to 50. Uh, that's probably three games, three more wins, and we're probably knocking on the door of the eight at this point of the season. So we're about where we were last year, if if that fit forward line is there. And that's, that's taking out the intangibles of um, the impact they have on the rest of the game rather than just hitting the scoreboard, if that makes sense. Yep. 100%. What did, what did you think about the structure? What did you did you like um, the three tools and not the second ruckman? Uh, I don't know, it's a tough one because I mean North only went in with one ruckman, but um, like it worked this week because it's like uh, they've only got one ruckman. They got Goldie, who you know obviously isn't the player he was five years ago or probably even longer. Um, mm. So you can probably get away with running ruckman, but I prefer. 
leave Peter Wright at home and play a play flip or someone. Mm, I I'm with you. I would say that I would prefer Stewart to be the one pinch hitting in the ruck than Peter Wright. But I like this setup with James Stewart as a pure forward, Harrison Jones as a pure pure forward, and um, Peter Wright as a pure forward. Um, if you're going to run one ruck, I'd, I would rather leave Peter Wright at home. But I think Stewart really takes a lot of pressure off Jones. Having Wright and Stewart there, um, we saw on the weekend that Harry Jones, he did some really nice things. Took some good marks, kicked, took his shots, um, two goals straight. Yeah. So I was really pleased with his performance. Yeah, like similar similar with our backs. Like everyone played well. I don't think everyone, anyone was like, "Oh, terrible, get him out." Mm. I don't want him in next week. I thought everyone played uh played that well, 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 roll well. Mm. Um, but like we're playing the worst team in the league, so. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. You are. But it was good to see Jones. I think it was early in the game. Took a grab. Went back mm. and nailed the set shot. So yeah, yeah, excellent. Yeah, it really, really brought him, got the monkey off the bat back, didn't it, from last week? Which you know, I there were a lot, a lot of issues. It wasn't uh, James Stewart' fault that we lost that game, and it was good to have him see him have a good performance. Is Matt Guelphy the small forward we have been looking for? Um, no, no, he's different. He's not like a, he's not like an Anthony McDonald tip and Woody. Um, he's more like a, a Jamie Cripps for West Coast in that mm, he'll bob up, elaborate. He'll kick one goal. He'll put pressure on maximum effort. He'll bob up, kick a goal or two. Where it set the game a lot. Will be a very, will be, will be a very good role player. And just knows mm. what he needs to do week in, week out, and just mm. gets it done. Yeah, I, I really think like. Jai Menzies could probably be. Oh, I was good segue. I was about to ask you, what do you think about Jai Menzies? He looked lively in his. What do you play? A quarter or a half? Quarter and a half. Uh, just under two quarters, I think. Yeah. What is his stats? Ten touches, five and five. Um, I don't know what his disposal efficiency was, but it looked he looked good. He hit Stuart uh, Lace out. I think he missed a few handballs early. Yeah, yeah, he, he was a bit nervous game. early. Um, but he but he looked good, didn't he? I really past. liked him. Yeah, he just, from what I could see, he's just one of the small fours that just gets in the right spots. Fall the ball mm. out of pack. He's the type of bloke that'll just fall in his hands. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's just lively. Gets the ball on the move. And it, mm. when you're on the move inside forward 50, you create havoc. And that's when defenders get shit scared because it's like, uh, I've, I've got to work hard here. Mm. Mm. No, I agree. I agree. I really liked him. I think I think he's a really good pickup. We had a nice return from the Prince of Portsy, the chosen one, the King of Tullamarine, Archie Perkins. Yeah, he, he, was, he, was, he was serviceable. You could definitely tell he, uh, he'd had some time off, but mm. uh, like he had his moments where you're like, yep, yeah, all right, there's... There is the Prince of Portsy doing his stuff. He just shows in every game. He doesn't always rack up possessions, but every game you see something and you're like, yeah, this kid, 
this kid knows what he's about. There was one one particular play in, I think it was the last quarter, where he takes a mark at the half-forward flank, bamboozles his defender, turns and just hits Peter Wright lace out. And it's like, yeah, you you know how to play this game, young man. And this you're going to be playing uh, it for a very a long time. Yeah. Yeah, he's a guy. As far as I'm concerned, Archie Perkins should play every game that he is physically able until the end of time. Fair enough. He, yep, get him in the team for the next 15 years. Yeah, really, really pleased with his... With, with some glimpses, right? In in a game where, look, nine disposals is not enough, um, even with the ma- majesty that he performs those nine disposals. But there will be times when he gets... 25 or 30 and absolutely tears a game to shreds. It's coming. See, it's coming. I reckon I reckon he's going to be the type of player that's only going to need 20 and you're going to go fire out. He's scary. Sort of like... Yeah. Pal is a bit like that where he can have like a low 20s game in terms of disposals mm. but be really influential and you're like... Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Which is what I, I think I don't disagree. Need. A bit like uh, Jake Stringer on the weekend... 14 disposals, five goals, three. So more than half of his disposals were scoring shots. And uh, I wouldn't expect anything less from the package. Mm. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's the type of player, if the goals are in his sights, he's not passing it. He, There's no chance. But um, finally, back yeah. to some, some Jake Stringer of last season, I felt. Yeah, he's another one. Same as uh, Snelling, where it's like, it's the first real game he looked like he sort of, you know, was running on top of the ground and actually looked like his old self. Like, there'd been mm. patches in previous games where he might have had five or so minutes or a couple touches where you're like, oh, yeah, here we go. Mm. But you could still see he was getting the feel for it back. Mm. And now he sort of looks like he's, he's clicking. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So let me give you a dislike, Nicky Noodle. Dylan Shield hamstring. Jai Caldwell, calf. Discuss. Ah, disappointing. Mm. Particularly Caldwell. Particularly Caldwell. Um, as far as I'm concerned, Shield should be on ice for the rest of the season. Darcy Parrish should be on ice for the rest of the season. Anyone who's got any kind of niggle should absolutely not play again this year. Um, Caldwell is the unfortunate one because given that situation, I would rather have him getting more midfield time. How Sorry, how long is he out for? I don't know, but I suspect a number of weeks. Oh, okay. I suspect his year will be done. Um, given, depending on how bad it is, right? If it's a corky, then he's probably right to play next week. If it's a strain... Um, then it's probably two weeks before he's back into full training, and then what? He plays the last game. Mm. Nah, yeah, fair enough. Now's probably the time you just get the kids in, if everyone yeah. else is injured. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Shield, Parrish, uh, Caldwell, anyone who's got any niggle, just put them on ice. Um, I mean, we've got to bring Hurley back in, but 
Um, apart from that, put them on ice and let the kids get some game time. Play Hobbs in the middle for 100% of the game or whatever is appropriate for his midfield rotation. So let him be the inside mid, you know, chuck Perkins through there. Just let them have a go, see what they can do. Mm. Play Stringer, play Langford, just see how it all comes together. Uh, so, yeah, probably couldn't agree more. You got any dislikes for me, Nicky Noodle? Uh, Sunday 2020, uh, Sunday 4.40 graveyard time slot. Get it out. I hate it. Disgusting. It, I, I don't particularly like, I don't mind it watching it on TV, but going to the game, it is horrible. It is poo-poo doo-doo. Not getting home before 8 o'clock. Yeah, on a Sunday night. It's just, I feel it's sorry just for yuck. people who live further out than like sort of inner city Melbourne. You like where we do? Yeah, it's, it is, it's gross. It's so gross. Hey, I just want to, before we kind of wrap up the chat of this very ugly, very boring game, I just want to highlight Zach Merritt. I feel like we don't acknowledge him enough on the podcast. 38 disposals, one goal, 25 kicks. He is just, he's the entire engine room. He just carries so much of the ball movement, so much of what we do well starts with Zach Merritt. And who knows what we would do without him in the team. Yeah. He, yeah. It's, it's, he does it so often that we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Agree. Agree. And with the improvement in performances across the ground, he's actually much more damaging now because he's not, fixing our game plans mistakes or our other team members mistakes. So yeah, he, he's just having a cracking year. And unfortunately I don't think Redmond will win the best and fairest because Zach Merritt will just, he just goes about his business every week and is probably a shoo-in for the BNF. Yeah. Yeah. I think Redmond's missed a couple games as well. I think because mm. I don't think Zachy, mm as so mm. yeah but yeah I don't think there's uh, really much more to say about this performance Nicky Noodle it's uh, you know we got the job done we were behind early in the game but once we got ahead we never really looked like being challenged at all um, our lead just continued to grow each week um and ultimately ran out, I think, probably the margin flattered North Melbourne a bit, if I'm honest. Um, what did we end up winning by? 48? Yep. So we missed a couple of sitters. I, you know, I think probably 10 to 12 goals would have been a fair result. But at the end of the day, a win's a win. And I'll take it, particularly over North Melbourne, whom I hate. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. So, um, Nicky Noodle, why don't we take a little bit of a break and then when we come back, we can discuss our next fixture uh, next Saturday, 2.10pm against
GWS Giants. We face them for the first time in the year in round 21. Uh, up there at Giants Stadium. So there will be no crowd. Um, how do you see this one going? Um, well, they just got flogged. So, you know, in typical, just our luck, uh, we're going to cover against a team that's going to be fired up. Uh, we're going to play them into form. Uh, all while embarrassing ourselves, losing by 10 goals, and then putting Truck under the blowtorch. Nah. The Giants have put the cue in the rack. They are done. They are on their end of season trip already. They are absolutely finished. Yeah, look, I actually agree. <laughs> They've got nothing to play for. They don't even have their careers to play for because they know that McVeigh's not going to be their coach. Uh, the average players know that they're safe because they're not getting paid much. The good players are already looking at other clubs to go to. This, yeah, they're done. They are absolutely finished. Yep. That, yeah, uh, they're done. Let's have a look at their team from last week. And look, to be honest, I'm not... I'd rather we don't win, <laughs> if I'm being perfectly honest. If we look at the season as a whole and what we want to get out of this year, the best thing we can get out of this year is a good draft pick and an easier draw next year. So... Um, I I just don't see any benefit to us um, playing well and winning games late in the season. It, it doesn't matter because if we don't start the season well next year, it's all for nothing. We've done this a number of years. And yes, last year we, we managed to win our way into the finals and lose the first final. I think there's value in making finals and getting finals experience into your team. Don't get me wrong. But we can't do that. So I don't think there's any value in us risking players in an effort to win a game that ultimately means nothing and can only hurt you with a performance, a good performance and a win. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Mm. Um, it's like of all the young players, you know, They've had, particularly like the, the Jones, uh, the Perkins, like they've had an extra, that's two years of experience. That's, a, you know, close to 50 games of football. Yeah, they've missed a few with injury. 50 games more experience, like it should be time. That being said, we're still a very young team. Mm. Um, but yeah, anything can happen. So the team from last week actually looks relative, like a, I know the majority of these players as opposed to North Melbourne's team from last week. So Isaac Cummings, Sam Taylor, Nick Haynes, really good players. Uh, well, Nick Haynes in particular. Adam Kennedy, Harry Himmelberg, Lee Kalia played his first game. Jacob Weir, Josh Kelly, really good midfielder. Lockie Whitfield, really good midfielder. Taranto, Gunn, Toby Green, Gunn. Lockie Ash, not too bad. Xavier O'Halloran's okay. Jesse Hogan, number one draft pick. Daniel Lloyd, decent small forward. Then you've got Bruce Perryman and Tom Green following the ball. Tom Green is an incredible inside midfielder. And then on the bench, you've got Jacob Hopper, Callum Ward, James Peelting, and Callum Brown. A lot of those names are top-notch players. I don't understand how they are performing so poorly. 
Uh, ego. Continue, elaborate, tell me more. No, well, I just think, like, yeah, a lot of those foundation players have, have moved on, but, you know, they're the ones who sort of, over the past five, six years, you know, as they get traded out, the young kids come in, and it's like they walk into a culture of just, yeah, fuck, I'm a young hot shot, I'm a gun, I'm a superstar, oh, yeah. Um, and uh, it's been their issue, like, as long as I can remember, like, twenty, they had a stack team from 2016 through to, like, mm. 18, 19, and made one grand final, a couple of prelims. Um, and really, you look at, just on talent alone, they should have done better, but, like, when you have that much talent, there's always going to be an ego clash. Mm. Always. They They should have won at least one, if not multiple flags in that time. 2016 or even 17, they mm. should have should have claimed. Yeah. 2017, was that the year they made the grand final? 2019, they made the grand final. 2017, oh. they played Richmond in the prelim. Yep, yep. Uh, 16, they played the Dogs in the prelim. Yeah. 2019, they didn't even turn up grand final day. That was, that was one of the worst grand finals I've ever seen. It was boring. Very mm. boring. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you're a Richmond supporter, it was enjoyable, but I'm not, and I hate Richmond, so I did not enjoy that grand final. Um, but yeah, look, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with us from a team point of view with injuries. Um, I don't know that we've got a lot to come in if Sheil and Caldwell are not fit. I think Jai Menzi stays in the team, obviously. Um, and then... That was the one injury from the game. So we'd probably go unchanged, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. Unless you want to run two rucks against um, Pruce and then obviously Stewart or... It's stiff or... to drop Stewart after kicking three goals. Yeah, I don't think we drop him. I think we keep the same team for the most part. Leave Menzi in for Caldwell and, and go in unchanged. I don't think there's... Even if Darcy Parrish is fit, I don't think we bring him in. There's no point. You might as well let him rest his body, get really healthy, and have a run at pre-season. Yeah, I agree. Um, the The only other one I would bring in, and I wouldn't even bring him in this week, is Hurley. Um, I'd bring him in next week or the week after. Round 23 against Richmond. Yes. Bring him in. Yes. Port Adelaide's a waste. Boring. Um but round 23 against Richmond is when Hurley needs to come in. There's talk of him going around again. You'd and I like it. it. I like it a lot. It would be very nice to see. Yeah, it it excites me. But who does he take out? Who comes out of the team? Yeah. I think he, he plays as that um, marshalling defender where James Stewart was playing earlier in the year. So I think he plays as the organiser in defence, or you play him in the forward line. I don't think... If his body's ready to go, I don't think you retire him. I think he could play, like... I reckon he'd take Jake Kelly's spot. He could, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know, we'll see how he goes. He may have completely lost touch. Mm. Um, But, hopefully he hasn't. Mm. Mm. So I think... um, yeah, that, as far as I'm concerned, I think we go in with Caldwell out, but the rest unchanged. 
Um, I think this one's going to be won and lost, as we say every week, uh, in the midfield. I think if we let them get on top of us clearance-wise, if they're harder at the ball, I think their midfielders have too much class to not be able to put it on a plate for their forward line. Hmm. Mm. Agree. I agree. Yeah, I think I think Hogan, uh, Zerk on Hogan is going to be an interesting matchup. Who do you think goes to Toby Green? Do we go with Jake, Jake Kelly? Kelly? Yeah, we, we don't yeah. go with um, Laverty. Oh, I don't know. Mm. Tough one. Nah, probably go Jake Kelly. We brought him in to take care of our small small forwards kicking goal bags against us. Mm, I agree. I agree. I'd, I'd like... Uh, it's a matchup I'm actually really looking forward to watching. Um, I think our forward line can get on top of their defence. I think Peter Wright is a little too tall for uh, their defenders. Um, and I think with Stuart Jones and Peter Wright, it, it's going to be a tough day in the office for their defence. So, like I say, ultimately, I think it comes down to, can we get on top in the midfield? Um... And if we can, I think we're capable of kicking a score. That stadium has to be one of the worst in the AFL. Would you agree? Yes. It's Any just, stadium in Sydney is terrible. It's just big and open and empty. And oh, it's just the ground's muddy. It's just terrible to watch on TV. I don't think I will ever it's travel. always wet. It's always wet. It's always gross. I don't think I'll ever travel to Western Sydney to watch an AFL football game. Ever. Uh, yeah, fair enough, too. But I don't think anyone would blame you. Mm, mm. It's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting place to play football. It's an interesting place to put a team. It's an interesting name to have for a team. It's, yeah. It's it's a weird one. There's... um. Look, for me, there's not a whole heap to get excited about, as we were talking about previously. Like, a win sort of hurts us for next year more than a loss does. Um, so I'm a bit ambivalent about this game. I'm not terribly excited. I've seen enough from the young kids to know that our future is in decent hands if we can get the coaching right and get the game plan right. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting point of the year to know that your season is done and to be performing okay and knowing that ultimately nothing matters until the first few weeks of next year. Yeah. It's yeah, a bit depressing, but it's alright. It's all about building. We've got to trust the process. That's right. Trust the process. Believe in truck. Mm, mm. There are times when I do not believe, but I'm starting to believe once more. Look, we've got a very, very talented coaching staff, so we should be doing all right. Nah, <laughs> I have faith. I have faith. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Nicky Noodle's a bit shorter than normal, but there's just hasn't been much to discuss. The North Melbourne game was boring. The GWS game's a dead rubber. So I think we uh, should call it there. Uh, tell me, where can people find us? Spotify, Podbean, Instagram, and 
iTunes, I think. We're on the Facebook Apple now Podcasts, too. Whatever they're called. Apparently we also there you go, we have a Facebook page. There you mm. go. So like, share, subscribe, listen, do all those things. Um we've only got a couple more weeks and then we're done for the year. Mm, we did we did promise an end of year review last year and never delivered. So we probably should do one this year after uh, after trade week. Yep. But um yeah, there's not really much more for me to say, is there? Well, thanks for joining me, Nicky Noodle, and until next time, go Dons. <laughs> <laughs>